0: From GiveGo, this is Perspectives, a show featuring individuals who are the ultimate achievers and are best in class in what they do. We will hone in on their highest of highs and their lowest of lows. We will learn who helped them get to where they are today, all while hearing their perspective on how you too can be your best. I'm Willie Ford, and on the show today, we have Ricky Wysocki. Today, we're gonna learn how Ricky's gone from playing disc golf with his buddies for fun to being one of the best in the world. And we're gonna dig into his perspective on what's helped him get to where he is today. Ricky says, in disc golf and in life, you're gonna be throwing curveballs. Ricky's been throwing plenty of curveballs, yet he continues to persevere and progress forward. His drive and focus is impressive. Let's dive in and see how Ricky always keeps his eye on the future. But it's, it's really nice to have you, Ricky, uh, both yeah. here on the podcast and uh, part of our team on GiveGo. Uh, it's been really fun following you and, and seeing all of your successes. One of the things that we're so impressed by is not only your growth as an athlete, but also the growth of disc golf in general. And having seen it go from, you know, a sport that nobody knew about to a sport that now everybody's talking about where new municipalities and, um, you know, there's disc golf courses popping up everywhere. I'm really interested to hear from you on how did you get into the sport and what's it been like riding the wave of growth? Yeah,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's been great. I started off in Ohio playing disc golf and uh, just a local city park that had it. Like you said, a lot of mis- municipalities and cities starting to get disc golf courses and that's how I started I just had a local local park in my hometown in Ohio and and just ran into the course and started you know meeting the local community and uh, started playing playing disc golf with just a local group of buddies and and, and kind of just started from there and then escalated into playing local leagues doubles leagues and all this different stuff so that's the beauty of the sport is you know there's you know, the community is really welcoming to newer players and there's, there's a room to improve. You can start as a casual player, work your way through the league scene and, you know, local area with my, my state was Ohio worked my way throughout the state playing and and playing all competing, all the tournaments and, and uh, just checking out all the courses that Ohio had to offer. Then I started going to the bordering States and then I started going international. And just as I got better, I expanded my range of the tournaments that I played. And so um, I think that's a big reason why the sport's grown so much too is because you can you can play as a casual outlet for your job or you can play it as your job like me being the top level athlete that I am in the sport and uh, you know everywhere in between.
0: Yeah when you were first exposed to the game was it casual like hey I'll check this out or were you really interested in it?
1: So it was more of like it was like, I just, you know, I was just walking around, you know, my neighborhood and I was just, you know, riding a skateboard or scooter or whatever. And I just saw the baskets one day and I was like, well, what's that? Kind of like what most people do. They like look at the baskets if they've never seen a, a disc golf basket, like oh, kind of like curious. So a couple of days went by and then I went back and got some discs from, a, from my neighbor across the street, got, went to his garage. He was a disc golfer, grabbed some discs. He was like, yeah, try some beer. grab some discs. go try it. And then it's a type of thing where you just hooked. It's like a, it's like a, such a healthy addiction, I guess is the best way to put it. Cause just watching the disc fly and just learning how to, how to manipulate the different angles control your disc and all the different elements that, you know, a disc golf course presents is, uh, is amazing. It's just a great outlet and it's great, uh, great fun. And, you know, it it can be competitive, but it can also just be a fun time in the park. Um, enjoying, enjoying the views, fresh air and, and, uh, all the amenities most of the disc golf courses have.
0: How old are you?
1: I, I started when I was about 15, 16 years old. And, uh, and, and then uh, I, I turned pro like three years later. So it was something where I've just had that mindset to where once I set my mind on something, I just go all in and, and uh, put all my eggs in that basket. And that's what I did with disc golf.
0: What other things were your hobbies until you found disc golf? What other things were you doing as a kid? in all so,
1: yeah so basically I was I was big into base, baseball basketball those kind of sports and and then I just kind of my dad was always pushing me into playing baseball and I kind of just got a little bit a little bit uh, burnt out with it just because he was he wanted me to play it more than I wanted to kind of deal and uh and so I started really developing a passion for disc golf and I was like slowly like during high school he was wanting me to go to you know try it for the high school team and and I was wanting to play disc golf so I went to tryouts at baseball and just, I butchered the tryouts. I like struck out on purpose and like missed ground balls. And like, I was just playing really bad at the tryout on purpose. So I wouldn't make the team. So that way I had more time to play disc golf and practice and play tournaments and get in the, the disc golf, um, get on, get in on the tour. Uh, and so it's kind of a funny story that I, I botched my high school tryouts to, to, to play disc golf, which at the time probably sounded stupid, but <laughs> I think it turned out well now. Is a good decision. And, and how I, would you
0: ride home from the tournament with your dad after you didn't make the team?
1: <laughs> so after I got home from from the tryouts, it was definitely weird because my dad, I was I was I was a good baseball player, and so my dad knew something was fishy, and uh, and he so I, I never told him until like like a year or two ago. I'm 28 years old, and I was like it was still kind of like a touchy subject where I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's funny I did like an, I did like. A, there was a, a cable channel that did like a documentary thing on me and, and I, and I kind of spilled the beans on there and then I told my dad to watch it. And so that's how he found out <laughs> uh, later on down the road through this documentary they did that um, they did on me. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's pretty funny
0: story. And then how involved in disc golf is your dad today? Is he one of your biggest? Yeah. So fans?
1: yeah, he's, he's tuning into all the live coverage. We have, you know, the disc golf network, which is a, a network, Um, that the whole disc golf community, a lot of them subscribe to, and they can watch the live tournaments throughout all the different events that we have. So he's always watching that. He's always texting me, supporting me. And, and, uh, so yeah, he's, he's come full circle, I think for sure, but it was just a parent wanting the best for me. And, uh, you know, I'm just some young kid that, you know, at the time disc golf wasn't as big as it was now. So there wasn't the money, there wasn't the sponsorships there wasn't like this big, glorious lifestyle. That you know, as opposed to you know the potential of a baseball player. So I think that's the biggest thing that's changed in disc golf is there's money for the top players, there's sponsorships, there's cool destinations to travel to travel to, and, and all that stuff. So it's there's a lot more um, upside than there used to be, and I think it's a, a lot more appealing for for parents and the younger generation to get into disc golf because they see a future.
0: Yeah, seeing a future is important when when you were just turning pro i think it was 2010 there weren't really that many sponsors out there it was hard to make money even if you were the best in the world what was your vision at the time you you just wanted to simply be the best and own the trophies and, and have the recognition or what was your plan
1: yeah i mean that's such a, that's a really good question so so basically yeah i was just i was playing the tournaments i went on tour, like you said in 2010 and and uh, I was I was not anywhere near the top level. I was, you know, a bottom level professional. There's different, obviously, different tiers of professionals. And I was towards the bottom. I was at the bottom of the cash list at every tournament, barely making money, and you know, sleeping in my car, you know, to make it to the next tournament because I didn't have enough money to make it to to save for hotel. So it's not like a glamour story right off the get go. I was eating off the McDonald McDonald's dollar menu and and all that stuff. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely something to where I I just grinded through it, and I was showed up to every tournament, got my practice in, and just did that for a year, just getting myself experience, and and so I was just so focused on getting better that I think I just lost track of like, I just I just wanted to get really good. I just wanted to get as good as I possibly can, and then the money started getting a little better, and I started getting a little better, and so it was just good timing, you know, I, the growth of me. Myself and the sport, you know, just over the years has been um, amazing. So it's um, I'm definitely thankful to be like a face of the sport and see the growth personally with my brand and how I'm performing and the fan base that I have as well as the sport and as a whole. And so it's uh, it's a pretty cool contrast to the me growing and the sport growing as well together.
0: In 2011, you were the PDGA rookie of the year, and then the next year you were the male player of the year. So you went from turning pro in 2010, then all of a sudden getting all these recognitions and awards. And um, now you have over a hundred professional wins under your belt, two of them, which are world championships. When you reflect back on that path so far, I assume that you think this is just the beginning, but tell, talk to me a little bit about some ups, some downs and, and, you're eating off the dollar menu at McDonald's. There had to have been moments of like, what the heck am I doing?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, disc golf is you hear a lot like golf. There's inconsistencies and stuff that you can't control. So I mean, you have to be able to fight through that. I mean, I think I've I've just learned so much mentally I, from the start of my start of my disc golf career to now. I think disc golf's allowed me to grow as a person uh, a lot. And, and just seeing different parts of the country going to, you know, the, the tournaments that I have to compete in are some of them are in Georgia. Some of them are in Oregon. You know, I've been all over Europe, Japan, Australia. So seeing, you know, see, playing disc golf has brought me across the world and seeing different cultures when I'm 18 years old, I'm in, you know, I'm in Finland and Sweden and all these crazy countries. I never would have even thought I had been to. So, um, so I think that it, it opened my eyes to like, you know, that, wow, there's, you know, there's this amazing lifestyle that's really fun and enjoyable, but you have to work hard. It's, it's, it's something to wear just like anything in the world, you have to work for it. Um, just like, just like, just for example, the app that we're using, right. That everybody's give go, you know, I've used the app and sent, you know, lessons to people, you know, you've worked really hard to get, you know, t- blood, sweat, and tears in this thing to get it going off the ground so people can enjoy it and use, utilize the app but we just see the finished product. We don't see the behind the scenes, you know? And so I think I look at stuff like now I can look and see like, Hey, what did it take to get give go where it is today, you know, or something like that. So I just have a different outlook from that standpoint and I can appreciate things and appreciate hard work and, and how, how it turns out. And so it's applicable and not just disc golf, obviously everyday life.
0: Yeah. I personally believe, as the you know, most people that work for our company, and it's one of our values, to remind ourselves that you know we got to keep pushing through. We got to love the grind, and we got to understand that things don't come easy. And the things that do come easy are usually where there's greater competition because more people can excel there. When you find yourself kind of in a slump, or you know, trying to maybe win a tournament and you find yourself, you know, not quite where you wanted to be, who do you reach out to? Do you have a coach or a support system or, you know, how do you make sure you're ready for the next opportunity?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big burden. I mean, disc golf is an individual sport. I have people around me tour managers and, and people that, that care about me and look, look out for me. Um, but overall there's nobody's going to go out there on the course and, and throw the disc golf shots and, and make the putts and, and handle the pressure of the crowds and the, you know, all the pressure that comes on comes with performance. I mean, we're, I'm an athlete and it comes down to performance. So it's, if I'm not performing in my head, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm here to do. That's what, I, that's what I feel like I made out to do. And so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. But um, as far as like failing, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's something where, you know, when I, if I'm not playing well at a tournament, I got to, You know, I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to look at my form, use, you know, videos like give go or something to actually go back and watch your form, critique yourself, make improvements, go to the field and then start acting on those things and and pounding it in your head, what you do want to do, positive reinforcement. Um, So there's a bunch of sports psychology stuff that I've just learned uh, over the years to where, you know, I watch a video of my tournament that maybe I didn't play the best on and I, you know, go. Go back and I say, hey, here's what I can improve, here's what I can change, and then go out the next week and practice those things and try to drill it in my head to get that positive muscle memory going. Um, and so that way for the next tournament, I'm ready and my forms better. I'm throwing better shots, I'm handling the pressure and better dip situationally. I'm 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 ready for the big, big, um, big moment. If it's a winning a tournament or winning a world title or whatever it may be. Um, so I think that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds cliche, but, you know, a lot of times when, you know, you, you got to take two steps, one step, or what is it, two steps back, to, or one step back, take two steps forward is the saying. and, uh, you know, especially like for me, when I'm, when I'm critiquing my form, and I'm changing things here and there, sometimes it, it doesn't click right away, you have to put in the reps, you got to put in the hours in the field, throwing the shots, videoing yourself, going back, doing it again, and rinse, wash, repeat for days and days, and maybe months before you actually drill that muscle memory in your head
0: when you were a kid and, and you're just getting into disc golf who'd you look up to who did you want to be someday
1: so it's funny avery jenkins another ambassador for GiveGo, he's uh he was a local uh he was actually we both started at the home uh, same home course which is pretty cool s- story in the disc golf world um his his sister uh valerie and avery and their whole family um was very welcoming to me at the time, and I was I'm super thankful for that to this day that I had access to a world champion uh, family. that had his her sisters won world titles. He won a world title, so they were a staple in the disc golf world. And so he was some first a first person that I really kind of looked up to and said, Hey, I want to be like him. I want to win tournaments.
0: Another you know thing that's been really impress- impressive uh, from our point of view is your ability to be stoic and professional, especially in a year like today, um, or like this year, I should say you know, losing your sister, having such, you know, unfortunate things happen. What's the driver to get back on the course and, and make it happen? How do you uh, conquer the emotions that are way heavier than most people have to deal with? And, and you get out there, you perform, you're professional, and you continue to move forward. It's pretty impressive to watch.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, I, I appreciate you recognizing that, but yeah, my sister passing during the middle of the tournament, you know, that's an unfortunate event and something you really hope to w- wish to never experience. But, um, it's something to where, you know, I like to use disc golf and relate it to the real world. But like, if I step out in the tournament, I'm going to, I'm going to get bad tree kicks. I'm going to, you know, throw a shot that's, that looks good and bounces off a tree and rolls into the water. I mean, that's just, that's a perfect analogy for life. I mean, if you think you're going to smooth sail through life, uh, yeah, you're going to, you're obviously mistaken as we all know. So, um, it's, it's something to where, you know, you really have to have a lot of mental fortitude and you have to, you know, learn to, 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 to handle that stuff in a way. And and it's something to where you you can't learn to handle it unless you have stuff happen time and time again. And so the more that stuff happens, the more you learn how to deal with it mentally. How, how can I bounce back from this bad break off the tree and roll into the water or something, you know, and so, so I, I always tell people like, Situationally in a disc golf tournament, you have to put yourself in that situation to be able to, you know, they're not going to, you're not going to succeed all the time. So you may fail. And the next time you get in that spot, you may succeed. So it's, it's just, it's just the process of life, I guess. And it's something where, you know, I have a tour manager. She helps a lot. I mean, I have a big family that it's like, you know, my sister was a big driver for my brand and my, you know, my disc golf career getting where it's at right now. So um, the disc golf community noticed that. And they, you know, they, sh- they were, they were all commenting on it. They were all giving me moments to silence at the tournaments. And, and so the disc golf community helped a lot with, with that moment. And, um, and yeah, it just goes back to the fact that, you know, the, the disc golf world is, is so supportive of, you know, a player like me, new players, and, and everybody in between um, my, the skill sets. And so, yeah, disc golf has, you know, changed my life for the better and, and and helped me out when I'm at my worst.
0: Awesome. So uh, big event coming up. You're in Utah right now getting ready for the world championships. I know what your goals are there. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a no brainer for all of us. How are you approaching the last <laughs> week or two before Worlds? And besides results, what do you want to get out of it?
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I, I, like you said, I've been here for about two weeks, and I'm just getting a lot of practicing on the courses. So I think that that's the most important thing is is uh, playing the courses, playing with different wind situations, playing with all the different um, situations that I may experience at the World Championship tournament. And so um, I've been here practicing every day. You know, I wake up, you know, seven or eight a.m. Go ahead to the course, play for three or four hours. You know, maybe jump into a nice cold river and cool off. And uh, luckily, Utah has that here, and I do a little cold plunge and recover a little bit, and then head out for another head out for another round at the other course because we're playing two courses. So I'm playing w- one, maybe two rounds a day. So I mean, that's you know, that's six to se- six to eight hours somewhere in there that I'm practicing throwing um, and just dedicating time to my craft and perfecting my craft, and and so. And then when I'm done, I eat dinner and go out, throw some headphones on and go to the backyard, set up a basket and start putting. So even when it's dark out, I'm still thinking about what I can do. How can I improve, uh, reflect on the, the the day of practice? What shots did I throw good? What shots can I work on and envision the shots that I'm going to experience during the world championships? How can I handle the pressure? Because the immense pressure, you know, every shot is is magnetized on a huge, huge level uh, when you're play- competing for a world title. Um, and so you just gotta put yourself in that situation and 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 say, hey, when I get in this spot, manifest it because I'm going to. How am I gonna react? How can I take maybe one or two or three mental form notes that I can take into the tournament? to where when I when I get under pressure, I just reflect back and say, all right, I want to do this, that, and the other thing to 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 know that I'm gonna execute my shot uh, with it being in the spotlight. So um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, stuff that I'm thinking about and situationally that i can you know not it's not all physical either i mean that's the other thing it's a lot of it's mental too i mean you know i've been playing for you know 11 12 years now so you know it's 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 a culmination it's not just two weeks worth of work it's 10 11 12 years that i've been playing disc golf and so i think that it's a culmination i have a lot of great feelings that i'm going to perform and play well and and if i do that i have high expectations for myself so if i play to my abilities and i am happy with how i'm playing then I'm just going to win. And so that's just how, that's is how it is. And, um, I'm, I'm hard on myself, but I think that I'm, I'm hard on myself for, for good reason. And I, I expect a lot and I know I can, I can, uh, give a lot when I'm out there playing and I, I can play at a high level for a long time and a long time to come still.
0: Yeah. Well, we can't wait for worlds to get going here so we can start cheering you on and be watching <laughs> you to wrap up Ricky. Uh, you know, when you were in 2010, when you were getting going, the sport wasn't anywhere, uh, anything like it is today with, you know, attention and size like we've talked about. But I'm sure that there's a lot of kids out there that are between 10 and 15 years old that say someday I want to be a professional disc golfer like Ricky. And, and, and one of the cool things is I think you've connected with a lot of them on GiveGo and you've provided inspiration, feedback, uh, you know, some coaching, which is making a big difference in their lives. But what would you say to the 12 year old kid that tells their parents, Hey, I'm going to be a professional disc golfer someday, just like Ricky. What, what little tricks and secrets would you tell them to give them their best shot?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say definitely dedicate yourself. If you have a passion for it and like I did go for it, get it. It sounds, sounds cliche, but, but you sometimes have to put your egg, all your eggs in one basket to get, to get what you want. And, and especially, like you said, it's, you know, good things don't come easy. Uh, go out to the course, practice. You know, g- you know. When I was younger, I'd go from sun up to sundown at the course, and I'd have my my mom pick me up. And 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 so, you know. And and when I was younger, when I was fifteen, you know, there wasn't really that many younger kids playing. It was more of an older generational sport. So um, find kids your age, get them to play. Go to your, you know, if you're in middle school or whatever, find kids your age that want to have the same passion because there's a lot of disc golfers your age, and and there's a lot of disc golfers that. Uh, kids your age that would want to play and so find a buddy and that's competitive that wants to practice and um and and sometimes it's by yourself if you if you're super competitive and you want something and you want to be a be a good professional disc golfer someday sometimes it's practicing by yourself you get better practice that way you get you can really uh grow as a person and as a player by um just critiquing yourself throwing shots and just going through the the reps and getting put in putting in the work so It doesn't always have to be with people, uh, but surround yourself with people that uh, make you better. And if not, do it by yourself. So either way, there's an option. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can uh, maybe play
0: with some of these young kids one day. I love that. Maybe the best advice you can give is strike out at baseball tryouts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Strike out at baseball and just go to a disc (laughs) golf course and start putting in the work.
0: (laughs) Well, Ricky, uh, thanks for your time. We love having you on GiveGo. We can't wait to watch you at Worlds and watch you continue to dominate the sport and, and learn from you, find inspiration from you, and, and be part of the journey. So thanks a lot. Thank you, dude. That was Ricky Weishockey. As a reminder, Ricky is available on GiveGo today, along with many other incredible disc golf experts, such as Avery Jenkins, Nate Sexton, Lisa Fakis, and many more. Download GiveGo, connect with your choice of expert, and start improving your game today. Up next is a special guest, a guest who brings an interesting perspective to performance and wellness. Tune in next week for one of the most exciting episodes we've done yet.